Welcome to the Transition to Medicare podcast, brought to you by Giardini Medicare. In each episode, we will take a look at a specific Medicare topic that will help you avoid making mistakes and reduce your stress when navigating the Medicare system. Are you about ready to make your transition to Medicare and you want to avoid the Medicare penalties that you often hear about? In today's episode, we're going to help you understand what penalties are associated with Medicare and more importantly, teach you how to avoid them. And before we start, we always want to remind everybody that here we operate Giardini Medicare, which is an independent insurance agency based out of Southeast Michigan. Although we're based in Michigan, we do work virtually and over the phone to help consumers in about 12 states find the right Medicare coverage for them. One quick note, we are not directly affiliated with the federal government or the Medicare program. Even if you choose not to work with us, we know that the information in this podcast will help you have a successful and stress-free transition to Medicare. And before getting into this, we just want to mention that all the sources in this episode should be listed in the show notes for this episode on your podcast app or wherever you're listening to this. Don't just take our word for what we're saying. Also, it is very easy to avoid Medicare penalties if you take the time to just educate yourself before starting Medicare, which you're already listening to this, so you are doing that. So the very first penalty that we will talk about in relation to Medicare is the Part A penalty. Now, you may be wondering why you might not have heard of this or what even is the Part A penalty. And that's probably just because it's very uncommon for people to actually be assessed this penalty. But of course, it is a penalty that is available or it is potentially a pitfall that people can run into. So let's at least talk about it briefly. So the Part A penalty, it only applies if you do not qualify for what is called premium free Part A. And that is why this is so uncommon. And that's because most people do qualify for premium free Part A of Medicare. So Medicare.gov, it says that if you have to buy Part A and you don't buy it when you're first eligible for Medicare, your monthly premium may go up 10%. So you'll have to pay this higher premium for twice the number of years that you did not sign up for premium Part A and you should have. So for example, if you were eligible for two years for premium Part A, but you did not enroll when you should have, you would have to pay the higher monthly premium in the form of a penalty for four years. So again, you didn't have it for two years. The penalty is double that time frame, which would be four years. And if you're wondering what the premium is that this penalty is based on or what the 10% penalty is based on, then in 2022, the Part A premium, if you have to pay it, is $499 per month if you worked less than 30 quarters and it's $274 per month if you worked 30 to 39 quarters while paying Medicare taxes. If you're wondering if you meet the criteria for premium free Part A, or if you wonder how many quarters you've worked or how many you've paid into the, the system via Medicare taxes, you should be able to log into your online ssa.gov portal, and you can see how many QCs or work credits you have accumulated. Also, we'll talk about this a little bit more later in the episode, but you may be able to qualify for premium free Part A through a spouse's work history. So if you didn't work yourself or if your spouse is the one that actually qualifies for premium free Part A, you may still have options and you're not just out of luck looking at a penalty. And now Joanne can talk about the Part B penalty, which I would say is much more common or at far, least potentially more common. Yeah, far more common and far. This is the part that people all hear about the terrifying. Everyone's going to tell you you're going to get penalized for Part B. So yep. let's get into it. So Medicare.gov, it states, if you didn't get Part B when you're first eligible to do so, your monthly premium may go up 10% for each 12-month period that you could have had Part B, but you did not sign up. Keyword, may go up. 
So a lot of people hear this and they get worried about the penalty. Now, just make sure you pay attention to the whole episode. We'll talk you through that. One of the most important things to know about the Part B penalty that is unlike Part A, it does last as long as you continue to be enrolled in Part B for as long as you remain on Medicare. So essentially, that means it's a lifetime penalty. Cameron talked about two years or Mm -hmm. times two years on the other one. This is lifetime. And that's what makes it much more frightening for people. But again, it's not easy to, or it is easy to avoid it. Exactly. Here's an example. So what does that really mean? So if you're eligible for Medicare Part B for 28 months and you just enrolled in Medicare while not being covered by creditable Part B coverage, you would have a 20% Part B penalty since you went two full 12-month periods without Part B. So again, I said 28 months, 12 times two is 24 months. So that would give you two of those increments. And then they would assess you 10% per increment, giving you a total of 20% Part B penalty. Hopefully that makes sense. The base premium for 2022 for Part B is $170.10. So in that example, they're going to add 20% penalty, and that would be $34.20. They're going to add that to your Part B premium of $170, and your total cost each month is going to be $204.30. So what happens with people that are higher income? So if you're assessed IRMA, which is an income-related monthly adjusted amount, and we have a different episode all about IRMA, but if that affects you, then your Part B penalty is still going to be based on the standard premium of $170.10. It's not based on the full, possibly $500 plus. Okay? Yeah, so that's uh, one bright side, I guess, if you are That is assessed. one bright side. You have a lower penalty threshold. But again, that's Part B penalty in a nutshell. We're going to kind of lace through other pieces of this. But let's talk about the Part D penalty. And I'll flip it back to you, Cameron, for that. Yeah, so I'll talk about more about what the Part D penalty is. And that's the prescription drug coverage side of things. And then we are going through what all the penalties are. And then we will talk about how to avoid them and basically what to do if you are actually penalized later on in this episode. So in regards to the Part D penalty, Medicare.gov states that a person enrolled in a Medicare plan may owe a late enrollment penalty if they go without Part D or other creditable prescription drug coverage for any continuous period of 63 days or more after the end of their initial enrollment period for Part D coverage. So I know that was a lot. I'll try to break it down a little bit. So the initial enrollment period that I just mentioned, that is referring to the seven-month period that surrounds your 65th birth month. So that's three months before, the month of, and three months after the month you turn 65. And then we will also talk more about what is creditable coverage when we talk about how to avoid the penalties later in this episode. So the Part D penalty, as far as the amount, it is 1% of the national base beneficiary premium, which in 2022 is $33.37. And then so it's 1% of that amount times the number of full uncovered months that you did not have Part D or creditable coverage. That monthly premium is then rounded to the nearest 10 cents and added to your premium. So again, ton of numbers there. Let me break it down a little bit. The national base beneficiary premium, it's not your plan premium specifically. What it is, is it's basically looking at all of the Part D, all of the prescription plans available nationally, and it takes an average of the cost of those monthly premiums. And that's where they're getting $33.37. 
So again, that for 2022 is where they are basing the Part D penalty on. And because of that, because it's an average, and because I said 2022, just know that the Part D penalty, it can fluctuate from year to year and can increase or decrease depending on that national base beneficiary premium. And as a quick example, if you are going, let's say, 10 months without creditable coverage or those you have 10 uncovered months like I talked about, that means you would have a 10% penalty based on that national base beneficiary premium. So 10% of the $33.37 would be $3.34. You would round it a little bit. So basically, $3.30 would be added to your plan's monthly premium for as long as you have prescription coverage. So just like Part B, like Joanne was talking about, that would be a lifetime penalty for as long as you have drug coverage. So it only grows as long as you don't have drug coverage. It just gets bigger and bigger. And that does surprise people. They don't anticipate. It's not like a parking ticket where you pay your (laughs) fee and move on. You're going to accumulate if you don't get a drug plan. But again, that Part B and Part D penalties will stick for life. So very Yeah. And a lot of people. people, they don't want drug coverage because maybe you just take a couple medications. You don't really think it's necessary. And they just say, well, I'll take the penalty. I'll take the one-time hit and then I'll just not get drug coverage now. But again, it's not a one-time hit. That right. can be added to your premium for as long as you have coverage. So again, when you're turning 65 or when you're starting Medicare, Make sure you fully understand why you would or why you would not want to take prescription drug coverage. Because again, if you go without it, then you're looking at this lifetime penalty. Exactly. Cameron, how does this work with Medicare Advantage plans with a prescription drug portion built in? How would that affect a penalty situation? Yeah, that's also a good question because a lot of people assume that they'll just get a Medicare Advantage plan to avoid the Part D penalty. Because again, it's a Part D penalty, right? So you're thinking, if I don't sign up for just a specific Part D plan... I can't be assessed a penalty. However, that's not the case. And this penalty does apply to Medicare Advantage plans that include prescription drug coverage, which if you go listen to our Medicare Advantage episode, you'll know it's very common for most plans to include prescription drug coverage. So the same exact penalty that I just talked about for Part D would apply to a Medicare Advantage plan in the situation discussed. Also know that this is just kind of another tidbit to know, but the maximum Part D penalty goes back to 2006. So again, you're basically calculating the penalty for every single month you did not have coverage when you should have. And if you're calculating it, you go back all the way to 2006 because that is when Part D was first implemented. And it goes actually back to specifically June of 2006 because when people were first applying, that's basically when the first initial enrollment period ended. So again, that really doesn't apply if you're new to Medicare or if you've only been eligible for a couple of years. But if you're 90 years old and you know, you're just wondering what the max penalty is, make sure you don't go all the way back to the 90s when calculating it. So and Joanne asked about the Medicare Advantage. Now, a lot of people ask me about Medigap plans and other things. Are there penalties with those? So I'll let Joanne no. talk about that. There's not. So there's no penalty associated with either purchasing a Medigap contract or any coverage for dental, vision, cancer plans, things like that. A lot of people think there's timing you know, <laughs> issues or penalties if you delay those things, and there's not. Those are things that you can purchase on your free will if you'd like to or not like to. Yeah, we go into penalty. It seems like everything's going to be penalized on Medicare because we just went through A, B, and D. Again, I really want to stress that these penalties are not common. They're very easy to avoid, but when you go down this penalty rabbit hole, 
that's where people start stressing out and say, well, is it, you know, Medigap? Is it dental? You, you start to think it applies to everything. So again, we're really talking about A, B, and D as the possible penalty situations, including Medicare Advantage prescription coverage. So now what everyone wants to know is how do you avoid or even eliminate these penalties? So I'll talk briefly about how to avoid the Part A penalty, and then Joanne can take over and discuss the Part B penalty in more detail. So when I first talked about the Part A penalty, again, I talked about it only applies to people that have to pay for Part A of Medicare, which again is not very common. So the way to avoid it is basically the opposite. You have to qualify for premium-free Part A. One way to do that is you worked at least 40 quarters and you paid Medicare taxes while working. This means you qualify for premium-free Part A and therefore you avoid the penalty. This also applies if you qualify for Social Security benefits for yourself. Another option, which I alluded to, is if you were maybe a stay-at-home spouse or if you did not meet the necessary working quarters, but you can qualify through a spouse. So according to the Medicare Rights Organization, you will have to have been married for one year if you're still currently married to draw off your spouse's work history and benefits to qualify for premium-free Part A. Or if you're currently divorced, you would have to have been married 10 years and your spouse would have to be eligible for Social Security benefits. And an additional thing, you must now be single. Lastly, if you're widowed, you would have to have been married nine months before your spouse passed and you must also be single now. One thing I don't want to gloss over there is the fact that if you're drawing off of a current spouse or an ex-spouse, they have to be eligible for Social Security benefits at the time you're trying to sign up for premium-free Part A. So let's say you are turning 65 and you want to get premium-free Part A, but you don't get it yourself. You don't qualify based on your work history. Then your spouse would have to at least be 62 years or older at that time for you to use their work history. So if they're 59, you can't necessarily use their work history and you might still have to pay a premium for Part A. Now, we don't want to go too much into this because, again, this is more of a penalty episode. But if you have questions, just reach out to us and we can help walk you through that. Now, aside from qualifying for premium free Part A. Another way to avoid the Part A penalty, if you have to pay for it, would be to have active employer health coverage through yourself or a spouse, and you basically defer Part A because you are still covered by that employer coverage. Now, lastly, what do you do if you receive a Part A penalty? Uh, you know what? Or what are some options to hopefully eliminate it or help get it covered? And the, the main thing you can try to do is qualify for the Medicare Savings Program which is a way to have your state's Medicaid program help cover your Part A premium and penalty. So it's not really as easy in every state to do this. Some states, it's much easier to have them just pay for Part B of Medicare. But as always, we are not Medicaid experts, so work with your state's local programs to see what help you may be able to receive. And like I said, some states, they'll just have you enroll in Part B only, so it might not always be as easy to have them cover your Part A premiums. Now, Joanne, after going into the Part A penalty, how about you talk about Part B, which is probably more applicable? Yeah, well, more applicable. Plus, it really, this is the fear factor one. This is what everyone comes to us, and they're worried about turning 65 in 2023, and they're already talking about a Part B penalty. What do I do? (laughs) So again, it's not really, we just don't see it as much as you all think we do, but we definitely have to talk about it. But how you avoid the penalty for Part B is essentially you have to have active employer coverage and it's got to be health insurance through a group health plan through yourself or a spouse. Key, 
It has to be active employer coverage. That means you're getting up every day. You or your spouse is getting up every day and going to work, and it's an employer situation, okay? Retiree coverage will not suffice, okay? If you're home and you're retired, it's not going to fly. But it also means things like veterans, VA coverage, COBRA, the Christian health shares, et cetera, all those types of programs that you consider, sometimes consider health insurance, Medicare is not going to consider it health insurance, and that will not allow you to avoid that Part B penalty, okay? You're going to get penalized. So mm-hmm. you can also enroll in Part B before there's a 12-month gap in coverage. So if you apply during the general election period, which runs in January, February, March of each year, it's going to change up a little bit next year in timing. But if you go nine months without Part B as an example, you would not be responsible for a Part B penalty because it's not 12 months. So we don't suggest you go out and get no coverage for nine or 10 or 11 months just because it's under 12, but it is possible. Mm -hmm. And again, we don't recommend doing that, but that is one way to avoid the actual technical penalty for lifelong situations. Yeah. And that was all really important because like Joanne said, everyone always wonders, well, how can I delay Part B without being penalized? And it always comes down to, do you have that active employer coverage? Now there's other factors as to whether or not you would want to delay Medicare. Those will be in other episodes. But again, it really is that straightforward. Are you covered by yourself or a spouse through active employer coverage? If the answer is no, it is very likely you will want to enroll in Medicare or you'd be subject to this penalty. Exactly. But what happens if you do get the penalty? Then what? Well, then if you get a penalty, you're going to do similar to like to the Part A. You're going to see if you can qualify for Medicare savings programs that might cover the Part B premium. That doesn't eliminate the penalty, but the state's Medicaid program can pay and help cover part of that Part B premiums as well as any Part B penalty that you have at the time. Again, just like Cameron said, we're not Medicaid experts. This is specific to the Medicaid coverage and program, and it's based on qualifying factors like income and resources. Yeah. So like Joanne just said, the Medicare savings programs, those are through the state. Those are through the Medicaid programs. So the biggest factor is that those are based on income and resources. You have to have lower income or lower resources to actually qualify for those. So it'll be something you have to just make sure you qualify for with your state directly. And then another option, which it's really not common, but it is an option for getting rid of a Part B penalty is what is called equitable relief. And that is where you actually request equitable relief and you show that your Part B penalty was caused by an error directly from a federal government agency or government agent that misrepresents or causes inaction from you to actually get that Part B penalty in the first place. So maybe... You can show a social security rep told you that, no, you do not have to sign up for Medicare, even though they knew you didn't have active employer coverage. But again, you're going to have to show proof. This is not going to work if you just missed your enrollment window, even if you had a good reason for it. Aside from misrepresentation from a government agency, you will need to provide actual proof. um, That's going to be the hardest part of all this. But if you can do that, then you may be able to get retroactive Part B coverage if you're granted this relief. But you will have to pay the Part B premiums for the month you have retro coverage and your penalty should be eliminated in that situation. And then lastly, Joanne can talk about just an appeal if that is another option for you. Yeah, just um, this is according to the Medicare rights organization, but you can appeal the penalty if you've had active employer coverage during the time you're being penalized for. But you're going to have to show proof. You have to show proof that you had coverage through the employer. You can get W-2s, other evidence, maybe evidence group Mm -hmm. insurance card, things like that, showing you had coverage. And you're going to want to appeal this with Social Security Administration shortly after you receive the notice of the penalty. I remember recently we had somebody come to us who 
actually just incorrectly applied for Medicare, got the penalty. And the whole cause of the reason was he didn't show proof of all his coverage strung together. He had two or three employers over a period of time. Mm -hmm. So this really does happen. So it's really wise to understand this stuff before you head in even to applying for Social Security for their Medicare. Yeah, avoidance is always going to be best with all these penalties. But if you do get assessed something, just take a step back. There are solutions. If you shouldn't be assessed the penalty, let us know. We can always help you through any of these options. But don't panic, gather evidence and go through what you need to do in order to, to show that you had coverage. That's kind of a key piece there, though, is that Social Security does not always do things perfectly. So we've had numerous, numerous cases where it's just incorrect. So because we know the rules, we can say, well, no, go back and tell them A, B and C. And then it does usually work out the way it's supposed to. So just know you don't have to walk away from accepting a penalty if, if it's wrong. Yeah. And here's a special note just for everybody to know. So if you're listening to this and you're under 65 and you're eligible for Medicare or you might be on Medicare already being penalized, but if you're penalized for Part B of Medicare and you're eligible before age 65, your Part B penalty would be eliminated upon turning 65 and becoming eligible for Medicare simply due to your age. So at that point, you're basically treated as a fresh new person turning 65 and enrolling into the system. That also applies to the Part D, like dog or drug penalty. So keep in mind that that is something, a good news at least, if you are penalized before age 65. And after Joanne talked about how to avoid the Part B penalty, I'll just go into more detail about the Part D penalty for prescription coverage. So the easiest way, of course, to avoid the Part D penalty is enroll in Part D when you're first eligible or only delay the coverage if you're currently covered by creditable Part D coverage. So creditable coverage, it's kind of a funky term, but it basically means that the prescription coverage that you have is as good or better than what Medicare prescription plans would offer. And again, it is creditable with a T and not credible. So I know it's just kind of a nitpicky thing, but if you're ever wondering, that's the difference. Yeah. Now, some examples of Part D creditable coverage are active employer coverage. So if you have employer coverage that has specifically has creditable prescription coverage, you can delay your Part D enrollment and not be penalized. Also, you might have retiree coverage through former employers or union coverage that also has creditable prescription coverage. You might have COBRA that might be creditable for Part D. You could even have VA coverage, uh, CHAMP VA, TRICARE, even Indian Health Services. Those are all examples of potentially creditable Part D coverage. And you'll notice that's much more than what we talked about for Part B. Part B is basically, do you have active employer coverage? Part D, even active employer coverage, if it's bad coverage on the drug side, it could not be creditable. So you have to always verify with your source of prescription coverage that it is, in fact, creditable coverage, and they should be able to provide a notice for you showing that. So a lot of people ask us, is mine creditable? But we don't know. We don't have all the plan documents for every employer. So just make sure you check with them. And then that way you can have peace of mind before delaying Part D. So one point here, Cameron, is as people leave their employer coverage, because let's say they do need to go to Medicare, they had creditable coverage, everything is fine until they come Mm -hmm. along into getting a Part D plan. So it is kind of common to get a penalty letter after you enroll into a Part D plan with us after, again, after you've left that employer coverage, but this can be very easy to fix. So it worries a lot of people. They get panicked. But what again, you're 67 years old. You finally go get a Part D plan. Then all of a sudden, this letter shows up from the insurance company saying you didn't have coverage and you better prove it to us that you did or we're going we're gonna to give you a penalty. So 
the letter is pretty common, but just know it's coming. And all you have to do literally is complete the form, send it back. The insurance company is going to process that. 99% of the time, you never hear anything. It's gone. Okay. So don't panic, but do pay attention. Absolutely pay attention to your mail that comes in shortly after you sign up for that Part D plan because it is fairly common, like I said, but Mm -hmm. the penalty will not be there as long as you don't deserve the penalty. Okay. But the key thing here is please pay attention to your mail. (laughs) Yeah. If you delay Part D at all, just expect a letter from your insurance company saying you may be penalized and be prepared to fill that out showing that you've had coverage. That's the easiest way to to remember it. And do it. And please do it. (laughs) Because if you don't do it, you will get a penalty. So what if you do miss the attestation like Joanne just talked about and you end up actually receiving a Part D penalty? Well, one way to avoid it or get rid of it is, like I mentioned earlier, if you're turning 65 after already having Medicare under 65, that would be a situation where your Part D penalty would go away. But let's say you are over 65 and now you want to figure out what to do if you're penalized for Part D. Well, one thing you can do is you can try to qualify for low-income subsidy, also known as extra help. This is a federal program. Basically, you will not have to pay the Part D penalty if you're subject to one if you are eligible for this extra help. Now, similar to what we talked about before with the Medicaid system and the Medicare savings programs, low-income subsidy or extra help, those qualifications, they're based on income levels as well as assets. So you can't just say, I don't want the penalty. I don't think it's fair. It's really not extra help in that sense. It is truly financial extra help from the federal government based on qualifications. And then lastly, if you miss the attestation or whatever happens and you actually did have coverage and you feel it is an unjust Part D penalty you're receiving, you can appeal that penalty and you can file that appeal with an independent review entity. So as of 2021, the independent entity that handles reviews for Part D, it is performed by a company called C2C Innovative Solutions. You don't have to remember that. Of course, just reach out to us. We can remind you. But basically, this company will conduct the review and the review must be requested within 60 calendar days from getting a notice saying you'll be penalized. The reviews must be in writing and you can request them as the enrollee. A representative of yours can request them or you can even have your physician or prescriber basically go through that appeal process. So there's always options, just like everything we talked about. If you are penalized, it's not the end all be all. You don't have to just accept it unless there truly is a good reason for you having that penalty. And now we'll kind of just end this. I'll throw it back to Joanne and we'll talk about how do you pay for penalties? Let's say you've gone through everything. You know, you truly are assessed a penalty and you have to pay it. What do you do next? Right. So in the cases where you actually owe the penalty, here's how you're going to pay Part B penalties. So this is going to depend on how you pay for your Part B premiums. So if you happen to be drawing Social Security benefits and you are enrolled in Medicare and your Part B premiums are coming out of your paycheck each month, then that penalty for Part B, late enrollment penalty, is going to be assessed and it's going to automatically be deducted from the Social Security benefits that you're getting. If you are not drawing Social Security, you're getting billed quarterly for your Medicare Part B premiums, or possibly they're coming out of your checkbook each month if you set it up on easy pay. But in either case, you're either going to get a bill for the late enrollment penalty here, or you're going to have it deducted from your checkbook as well. So it's going to come out of one of those sources. Now, Part D is totally different. All right. So Part D, for some reason, if you're subjected to a Part D penalty, your penalty amount is going to be added to your 
Part D or your Medicare Advantage plan premium. And then you're going to pay that just like you would pay the typical premium for the plan. And you can check with your carrier for their payment methods, but they're going to be tacking this on to your, essentially to your plan. So it's a little different than Part B for some reason, but typically you can pay your carrier physical check, electronic payments each month, or having payments deducted from social security benefits, things like that, possibly even credit cards. But Mm -hmm. I actually don't even know why they do it differently than Part B. Do you, Cameron? (laughs) I don't. No, I think it's just, uh, and the penalty is not going to the carrier. That is one thing, I guess, to point out. A lot of people think the insurance company is just adding the penalty to profit, but that's going back to the federal government. They're collecting it, but they're not doing, you know, obviously insurance companies, they charge you much more if they could. So they're always going (laughs) to, they're going to try to get their money. But in this case, it's, it's a standardized penalty. So it's not just your insurance company picking on you in this situation. (laughs) And then Joanne mentioned it, but these premiums or these penalties, they're built into your coverage. So when it comes to Medicare penalties, the penalties are part of your overall plan premiums. You can't just pay the base premium and neglect the penalty or your coverage will probably be terminated. So if you try to be self-righteous about it and say, well, I don't I don't agree with this. I'm just going to pay the base amount. I'm going to let the penalty accumulate or I'm going to let it grow. I, I don't care about it. I don't believe it whatever. That's going to terminate your coverage. This applies to Part B and Part D coverage as well as Medicare Advantage plans. You can't neglect the penalty while just paying the premiums. It's all counted as your plan premium. So again, make sure you pay it. Uh, If you can appeal it, do what you can. But once you're assessed the penalty, I mean, that's something you just have to live with, unfortunately. Exactly. So Medicare penalties, as you can see, they're a really hot topic. Like we talked about this, the stress and everyone's telling you that you're going to do the wrong thing. And so everyone making their transition to Medicare, again, just a really hot topic. But with the right knowledge and planning, we're confident that you can avoid these penalties. You can hear, as we talked about, you just have to know what to do at the right time right sequence. In reality, over the years, we've helped thousands of people with their Medicare coverage, and only a small handful have had to be subjected to some type of Medicare penalty that we talked about in this episode. And as always, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Feel free to also let us know if there's any topics you want us to cover. You can check out our YouTube channel by going to youtube.com and searching Giardini Medicare. If you want to reach out to one of our licensed brokers, you can go to our website at gmedicareteam.com and schedule a free phone consultation or give us a call at 248-871-7756. Lastly, if there's any questions you want to ask us directly, please just email us at info at gmedicareteam.com. But thank you very much for listening to today's episode, and we look forward to talking to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Transition to Medicare podcast. To find more Medicare-related information from us, you can search Giardini Medicare on YouTube or visit our website at gmedicareteam.com.